praise the Lord. We give you glory. Even as Abram <clears throat> believed the promises of God and gave glory to God, we give you glory. We give you glory for a great outpouring of your spirit in our nation. We give you glory, Lord, for all that you have done, all that you are doing, and what you will yet do. We do not live in the past, but we live with our eyes beholding the Lamb. For we are not looking down here, we're looking up there. We're looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. And so with eyes on you, we glorify you. We do not magnify the problem, but we magnify you. For you are the truth. You are the way. And you are the life. And so thank you for speaking to us today. With humble hearts, we come before you. And we declare that with a teachable spirit, we receive the engrafted word. Which is able to save our souls, to encourage us, to inform us, to inspire us. And to give us something that we can hear from heaven so that we can take it and do it. And Lord, we give you all the glory and all of the praise. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. <clears throat> you may be seated. Praise the Lord. I'm going to start a new series this morning. I'm going to call it Pursue or Pursuit, which means to go after. You know, when you're pursuing something or someone, you're going after it with all that is within you. I can remember when we graduated from Bible college, Brenda and I were dating and we were serious, but she got this bright idea to go to Florida for a few months that summer of 1977 and left me in Oklahoma by my lonesome working and shipping receiving for Kenneth e. Hagen. And it wasn't a day before I really started missing her. And when I called down to Florida where she was, she was doing some street witnessing under Norval Hayes ministry, I heard a bunch of guys in the background. <clears throat> and I thought, okay... Don't miss your day of visitation. <laughs> so I didn't wait till she got home. I immediately booked a flight. <laughs> and I flew from Tulsa down to where she was, spend a day, and I said, Honey, we're going home and we're getting married. <laughs> so that summer, July 22nd, 1977, what was that? Well, we don't want to go into that. But I was pursuing her. I was chasing her. And uh, that's the attitude that you and I need to consistently have about God. 
Amen. No matter how much you've pursued Him in the early stages of your walk with God, we should be going from glory to glory. And from pursuit to pursuit. Pursue means to run after, to follow after, to chase after. I don't know if you've ever read the book. Thomas Tenney wrote a book called God Chasers. That's what you and I are. It means to fervently continue toward, to seek after earnestly, eagerly, and to actively engage. This means not a one-time shot. Our attitude should be, I cannot get enough of God. Like the psalmist said, I've tasted and I have seen that the Lord is good. Have you tasted and seen? Is there more to taste? Oh, yes, yes, yes. And so let us consistently have a hearty appetite for more of God. Paul addressed this in Philippians chapter 3. Let's look there in verses 10 through 12. Philippians, the third chapter. Paul said this, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings be made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained or already arrived, either were already perfect, but I follow after. That's pursuing. If I may apprehend that which also I am apprehended of, Christ Jesus. I love what Young says. Young's literal translation says, but I pursue him. I am pursuing him. And then in verse 13, he says, Brethren, I count not myself to apprehend, have apprehended, but this one thing I do. This is an important thing that all of us must do if we're going to go on with God. And if we're going to be in pursuit of him. This one thing I do. What do I do? I forget those things which are behind. In other words, I don't drag my past into my future. I let the past go, and when I let it go, I'm reaching. I'm pursuing. I'm reaching unto those things which are before. God has got some great things before you. Hallelujah. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. A couple of phrases. Follow, pursue, and press. Paul says I'm pressing toward someone that I may know him. The Amplified Version says... For my determined purpose. This is a decision that he made that was a quality decision. My determined purpose is that I may know him more progressively and become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. Praise God. I want to know him. I want to know the 
power of his resurrection and I want to more know more about him. I want to become more acquainted with him. He said, that is my number one pursuit. At the time that he wrote this, he was in jail. He did not say, my number one pursuit is to get out of jail. He did not say, my number one pursuit is how can I get better financially in my life? Or how can I get out from under all of this stress and pressure? He never mentioned any of that. His determined purpose was to know him. And if Paul, who wrote three quarters of the New Testament and had great revelation, needed to know him, how about us? But he said, now, in knowing him more deeply and knowing him and getting better acquainted with him, I will also know the power of his resurrection. That's why Paul and Silas, when they were in prison were not moved by the stocks. They were not moved by the stripes on their back. At midnight, they prayed. A person that doesn't know God will not pray in the midnight hour. An uninformed person will not praise in the midnight hour. But they that do know their God, they shall be strong. And they shall do great exploits. This intimacy that Paul had carried over into his midnight hour. And your intimacy that you have with him will qualify you and position you for resurrection power to come into your cell and shake it up. And bring deliverance. Hallelujah. At another time, they took him and they stoned him. And they took him out of town. And in Acts chapter 14 and verse 20, I want you to notice what happened. The Bible says that his disciples gathered around him and they began to pray. Amen, that's a good thing to do. And he rose up. Everyone say, he rose up. Is that not resurrection power? But I wanted you to see that. That comes from intimacy. That comes from knowing God. Amen. The message translation of verse 12 says this. I'm not saying that I have this all together, friends. Don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this. But I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning me onward to Jesus. I'm off and running, and I'm not turning back. Point to yourself and say, I'm off, and I'm running, and I'm not turning back. What's there to go back to? Let me ask this section over there. What's there to go back to? Drugs? Alcohol? Self-righteousness? Like Dr. Phil said, how'd that work for you? 
I'm off and running. We are off and we are running and we're not looking back. We're not going to look back to March of 2020. We're not going to rehearse it because we're not going back. If we're not going back, where are we going? And if we're going to go forward, we must press toward it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not going back. Never going back. Never going back to worrying about life. Never going back to worrying about finances. How about you? Glory to God. I'm off and running to know Him, to pursue Him. How many of you know we are not just to pursue what He has in His hand? I believe the Lord wants us to have a face-to-face fellowship with Him. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that we are called unto fellowship. Koinonia. We are called unto communion. We are called to have a face-to-face relationship with the Master. Hallelujah. We're not just to seek healing. We're to seek the healer. We're not just to seek the provision. We're to seek the provider. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. And so once again, in the Amplified, he says, For my determined purpose is that I may know him, that I may progressively become more deeply and acquainted with him. I want you to notice that phrase, acquainted with him. How many of you know that Job faced a lot of difficulties in his life? Now things turned out okay for Job. Because at the end of Job's life, he got twice as much. And God blessed Job's latter end, whoa, beyond he could ask or think. But right in the midst of Job's tests, and in the midst of Job's troubles, the Lord gave him a word. And it's found in Job chapter 22, 21. And you can relate with this as well. Because in life, we all face tests. In life, we all face troubles. But this is an eternal, life-changing word, not only for Job, but for you and for me. Notice this in Job 22 and verse 21. He says, Acquaint now yourself with Him. And as you acquaint now yourself with Him, what will follow? You will be at peace... And as a result, good shall come unto you. Now, many people want good to come unto them, but they don't want to do what it takes to get the good to come unto them. Now, it's not a work of the flesh, but there is absolute, positively great importance on getting to know him and acquainting yourself with him. Now notice with me in the Amplified Version, and I want you to read this with me so you can participate. Ready, read. Acquaint now yourself with Him, agree with God, and show yourself to be conformed to His will, 
and be at peace. By that you shall prosper. Now let's keep that up there for a moment. Agree with God. Whether you understand everything about God and His Word, just submit to it. You said it. I believe it. That settles it. I'm in agreement with you. And as we come into agreement with Him, then we will not be conformed to this world. We will become conformed to His will, which is His Word. And then peace and prosperity, woo, and good is going to come our way. Now notice this in Young's literal translation. Young's literal translation says this, Acquaint yourself, I pray you, with him, and be at peace, thereby thine increase is good. Have you discovered that increase is good? Have you discovered that decrease is not good? I've been in both realms. I've had increase and I've had a decrease. And I've discovered that increase is much, much better. Amen? So it is the will of God for us to increase. It is the will of God for us to increase in the knowledge of Him. As we do increase in the knowledge of Him, grace and peace is going to be multiplied. That's what 2 Peter 1 2 says. It says this, Grace and peace will be multiplied to you through the knowledge of Him that has called you to glory and virtue. That word knowledge is not head knowledge, it's heart knowledge, it's epinosis, it's intimate knowledge. It's the knowledge that we gain and glean from becoming acquainted with Him. Hallelujah. And so then, as you know, but let me remind you, the number one way that we become acquainted with Him is through His Word. Because Him and His Word are uno. Do you get that? Uno. One. I'm a scholar today. <laughs> now notice in verse 22 of Job chapter 21. Receive, I pray you, the law or the word and instruction from his mouth and lay up his words in your heart. If you return to the Almighty and submit and humble yourself before him, you will be built up. For the word of his grace is able to build us up and to give us an inheritance. If you put away unrighteousness far from your tents, verse 24 through 26, if you lay gold in the dust and the gold of Ophir among the stones of the brook, considering them of little worth, and if you will make the Almighty your pursuit, if you will make the Almighty your gold and the Lord your precious silver and treasure, then you will have delight in the Almighty and you will lift up your face to God. In other words, you look up your face to God joyfully and boldly. Let me start a verse and I want you to finish it. Delight yourself in the Lord and... 
Let's try it one more time. Delight yourself in the Lord and... The desires of our heart don't come automatically. The desires of our heart come to pass when you get delighted. When you just get so thrilled with the Word of God. When you just get so thrilled with the presence of God. That when the church doors are open, praise God, you can hardly wait to get there. Because you're delighting yourself in El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. Oh, hallelujah. Get acquainted with Him through the Word of God. Wigglesworth said this. He says, I can't understand God by feelings. I understand Him by what the Word of God says. He's everything the Word says He is. So get acquainted with the Father through the Word of God. It's in the Word of God that we find out about Him. It's in the Word of God that we find out about His love and His nature. It's in the Word of God that we find out how much He loves us and cares for us. It's in God's Word that you will find life. So this morning, I'm encouraging, encouraging you to pursue His presence and to pursue His promises with all of your heart. That's what Job needed in his mess. Job must have acted on what God told him to do because at the end of his life, there was great peace. The Bible says that after all of these things that Job faced, God added to him. He multiplied to him and he gave him double. How would you act if God was about to give you double? Hallelujah. How would you act if you could see the future? At the end of your mess, there's a message. Well, I just asked. I just wondered. Hallelujah. God's looking for people just like you and just like me. And I believe this is a word from heaven. To reestablish divine order in our lives. And what does that mean? That means first things first. One of the very first things that I heard in 1975 before I met Brenda, you know my testimony, I was in a treatment center. They let me out for an hour or two to go to a crusade in downtown area of the city I was in. I gave my heart to Jesus, delivered me from darkness, translated me into the kingdom of God's dear son. And then I became associated with some wonderful spirit-filled believers, men of God, through the Full Gospel Businessmen's Fellowship International. We would go into the basement on Saturday mornings and we'd talk about the Word of God and we'd eat together and they prayed with me and they encouraged me. And then in the fall of 1975, there was a gentleman that came out of the first class of Rhema Bible Training Center by the name of Jim Caseman. 
And I'll never forget seeing him for the first time and looking at him and saying to myself, I want what he has. I've got to know more about what he knows about. I now know that I needed to know more about him. And Brother Jim was a vessel. And of course, in those days, you know, they had AA and they still do. And thank God for AA and they had NA, which is the Narcotics Anonymous. And I was in that group. But I kind of felt in my heart that there was something beyond that for me. I'd been involved in that for several months. And I went to Brother Jim and I said, Brother Jim, I just feel right now that it's time for me to move on. I believe God's got some things for me. And I believe I need to spend my time more over in the Word of God and in prayer than I am in other things. And I'll never forget the advice he gave me. He said, Mark, that's okay. And that's good. But you need to make sure that you put him first. And that you make his word your final authority. In other words, what he was saying nicely to me is don't mess around with this. Pursue God. Give it all you've got. And keep pressing, Mark. Because as you do, you will see the fruit of what happens as a result of pursuing God. Best advice I'd ever gotten as a young Christian. To make his word final authority. I was so hungry for God and I'm still hungry for God. But you know, as you get a little older, you've got to hold yourself accountable. And you've got to stir yourself up. Because your flesh doesn't always want to pray. Your flesh doesn't always want to speak the word. Come on, somebody. And that's why what John Collier is talking about Wednesday night is absolutely gold. Where he says, stir up the gift of God that is in you. Amen. In those days, we'd fast for 14 days, not even think about it. I lived in something that was tantamount to a chicken coop. A little garage that would freeze over in the winter. And we'd hit our knees and we'd pray and pray. What were we doing? We were pursuing, come on somebody, God. And the same principles in 75 hold true for me and true for you, whatever date you have in 2021. And here's the principle. Look with me at Matthew chapter 6 in verse 33. Hallelujah. Matthew 6, 33 says this. But seek ye first Fox News. Seek ye first CNN. Seek ye first what's the newest and latest in Hollywood. Seek ye first what's going on in the culture. Kingdom culture. Notice this. Let's read it together. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things 
put him first, make his word your final authority, be a doer of the word of God, and you will not have to add it to you. He will add it to you. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Paul said this in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12. He says, for these things I suffer, these things, nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he's able to keep that which I have committed to him until that day. Now notice this with me. He said, I know in whom I have believed, not what I believe. It's good to know what you believe. It's better to know who you believe. I pulled this quote out from Tony Cook's quotes on his website this morning. Listen to this. He said, I often wonder if my knowledge about God has not become my greatest stumbling block to my knowledge of God. John 17, verse 2. Let's look over there. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Verse 2 of John 17. It says, As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. Getting to know him is the key to experiencing all the blessings of eternal life. Would you agree, dear brothers and sisters, that in these days in which we live, His promises and His presence are vital? We never would have made it through 2020 without Him. The good news is, we're not without Him. And whatever we are currently facing, and whatever we may face in the near future, we still have Him. We still have Him. I want to come down there and preach a while. We still have Him. We still have Him. And we're pursuing Him. And because we have Him, the power of His resurrection will see us through these days. Oh, hallelujah. Paul said in Romans chapter 8, Hey, if God be for us, who can be against us? And he goes on to list the various things that may come against us. But he said, Nay, in all these things. Nay, in all these things. Nay, in all these things. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Come on, somebody shout, I'm more than a conqueror. Through his love. What shall we then say to these things? Hey, God's for us. He saw us through this. He saw us through that. Yeah, but did you hear this and did you hear that? We need to get like the Apostle Paul. Yeah, but none of these things move me. I'm not moved by what they say. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm moved only by what I see in the Word. I'm moved only by what God's Word says to me is true. Whoo, hallelujah. Now, I don't want to be a wet blanket today. 
So I'm not going to rehearse all of those things. But let me just remind you of a couple of things. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, in verse 1, it says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Now, if you look at that whole chapter, and we won't, it talks about some of the characteristics of the times in which we live. But sandwiched in there, Paul gives them a word of wisdom. And it's true for us today. And you'll see it if you drop down to verse 14. Yeah, perilous times. Yes, tough times. But notice with me in verse 14, but continue. Continue to pursue. Continue to pray. Continue to speak the word. But continue thou in the things which you have learned. In other words, don't let them slip. Don't be a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word. Which thou hast learned and been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Next verse. And that from a child. Yesteryear. Yesterday. That from a child, you've known the word. Which is able to make you wise and bring deliverance through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. In other words, go back to what you have learned. Keep his word first place. Colossians 3.2 says it like this. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. I read a quote from Tozar today, The Pursuit of God. And he said this. Believing then is directing the heart's attention to Jesus. It is lifting the mind to behold the Lamb of God and never ceasing that beholding for the rest of your life. That's affection. And this is what David was talking about. David, like Job, he found himself in multiple messes. He did. He was being chased by Saul. This was going on and that was going on. But right in the midst of the the greatest pressure that David ever faced, he said in Psalm 27, 4, he says, One thing have I desired. That will I pursue after. That I may become a millionaire. Now, that I may dwell, nothing wrong with becoming a millionaire. Don't misunderstand me. That's right. That will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord on Sunday morning. All the days of my life. And to behold the Lamb of God which took away our sin which takes away all disease which takes away all oppression which takes away all depression which takes away all lack glory to God 
to behold the Lamb of God. And to inquire in his temple. Oh, hallelujah. He's pursuing God. That's what we're doing today. We're pursuing him. We're not always going to have masks on, thank God. But you are to be commended in spite of it for being here. Because you are in pursuit of his presence. Notice this in the message in verse 5. It says, that's the only quiet, secure place in a noisy world. The secret place of the Most High. It's the perfect getaway. You ever, how many of you have ever been on a getaway or on a vacation? When you got back from vacation, you felt like you needed another getaway. <laughs> a secure place in a noisy world. The perfect getaway far from the buzz of traffic and far from buzzards as well. He said, that's one thing that I desire. Is that you today? I believe that's us. I believe we can take what we've heard this morning and we can do it. I believe that we can follow these examples of these men in the word of God and get the same results they did. Putting God first. In closing, turn with me to Psalm 27, verse 8. I'm going to invite PT and the gang back. Praise God. Say it with me a couple more times. For the Lord is good. And His mercy endures forever. Say it again. For the Lord is good. Hmm. Just pray a little while with me. Kasala Mahaya. Oh, Hallelujah. It's because of the Lord's oh mercies that we are not consumed. It's because of His great faithfulness that you and I are alive in this day and this hour. You and I. The church and the body of Christ has a divine appointment with glory in this time. Of days of heaven upon the earth, where the whole earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. This just comes up in my spirit. So get acclimated to it. Get acclimated to the glory. Prepare your heart. Prepare your soul. Prepare your life for the glory. For it is the will of God for all of His people, not just PT, not just PN, not just Brenda, not just all these wonderful great men and women of God throughout the land. It's the will of God for all of His sons and all of His daughters. You're called to glory. So it's time now to get ready.
Get your house in order. Lay aside the weight. Clear out the clutter of your soul. And say, King of glory. Oh, come in. Come in. That in these days of glory, I may be prepared to go from glory to glory. Uh-huh. And so as you lay aside the weights and those sins which so easily beset us, you'll come into contact with another weight. It's not the weight of this world or the weight of the pressure of this age, but it is the weight of glory shall come upon you and turn you into another man or another woman and so shall the spirit of knowing and the spirit of seeing come upon you and what used to be a struggle shall now become sweatless because you're not leaning on your own ingenuity are your own way but you've made the decision I'm going God's way and I'm going all the way and I shall pursue you with all of my might no more lurking and dabbling in darkness but now living for him and living in the light <laughs> Psalm 27, 8 in the Amplified. Come on up here, sweetie. Psalm 27, 8 in the Amplified says, You have said, Seek my face, inquire for, and require my presence as your vital need. And my heart says to you, Say it with me. Ha put your hand over your heart. Is this your will today? Are you tracking with this? Does this resonate deep down in your spirit today? Say it with me. My heart says to you, your face, your presence. Oh Lord, I will seek in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Let's lift up our hands and thank him. Thank for the you, word Jesus. of the Lord that we've heard today. Thank you, Lord. Just go ahead and pray a little bit in Hallelujah. the Holy Ghost. Oh, coming up. Coming on. Coming up. Coming up. We're coming up. Coming up. Ha-ha. We're not the same. We're not the same. We're being changed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We are advancing. When he was talking about pursuing, continuous Pursuit brings continuous progress. Yeah. Hallelujah. 
We yeah. are making progress. Oh, I like Hallelujah. It. That scripture you read over in Second Peter, I mean Second Timothy three fourteen in the Passion. Yet you must continue to advance in strength with the truth wrapped around your heart. Come on. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Thy words have we hid in our heart today. We wrap up in the promises of God. And it causes us to make a continual advancement. Oh, bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody stand up. Just put your hand over yourself. Wrapped up. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And the massa progressing. Progressing. Yeah. Not the same. We'll never be the same. In Jesus' Whoa. name. We are progressing. Yeah. I was trying to find this scripture and I, I'm going to look it up real quick. Y'all just keep progressing. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> keep progressing. Woo! Keep progressing. Look at your neighbor and say, Pe- ha, keep progressing. Ha ha. What's the words you're looking for? It talks about that he causes us. It's um, actually Lynette Hagen uses this theme for her kindle the flame. It's in Psalms 18. I was trying to find the right translation, but it says through my God, he helps us. It's that one we're talked about. We can run through a troop and leap over a wall. One of the translations says he helps us make continual progress even on the dangerous heights of testing and trial. Yeah, so regardless of what we face, He can cause those things that come against us to be a stepping stone. Woo. Don't let that stone bury you under. Don't say, I'm going under. But say, I'm going to just cause that <laughs> test that the devil brought my way. I'm going to use it as a stepping stone to make progress on the dangerous heights of testing and trials. They're not going to bring me down. What does it say? They're going to make me go higher. I'm just going to step over them and I'm going to continue to make progress in my God. Hallelujah. How about we do a little stepping? Woo! That stepping up. That the devil, what stepping you over. Stepping up. Harm, I'm stepping, stepping on it. I'm just going to step up higher on it. Woo! I'm making progress. I'm making progress. I'm continuing to advance. Glory be to God. (laughs) Higher, higher, higher. That's the word. We're going higher. (laughs) Not going lower. We're going higher. Let's do a little more stepping. Let's do a little more rejoicing. High steppers in God. Woo! Progress. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Let's sing something. Yeah. Something Woo! ought to be sung. Praise Thank God. You, Lord. Let's worship the
the Lord today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody shout to the Lord. Woo! <laughs> We're going up, not going down. Moving forward with our God. So come on, be bold, church. Come on, be bold. One, two, three, be bold.